Welcome to Connecting the Community podcast. I am your host, Marge Andre. I will be connecting you to people, organizations, and events that create community. I am creating this podcast in Richmond Hill, an eclectic and very culturally diverse community with lots of trees and streams and interesting people just up the hill from Toronto. On this podcast, I'm talking with Michelle Zikovitz, an artist, someone keen about the arts community, and an employee with the City of Richmond Hill in the current role as a cultural service assistant. Today, we are going to talk about the Richmond Hill Art Walk that is happening on Saturday, September 23rd. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you, Marge, for, for this opportunity. Oh, you're very welcome. I am really looking forward to this conversation. Michelle, let's start talking about your involvement with art. I know you have studied art. You teach basketry. Uh, please tell us more about, about what you do. I guess I started off with the City of Richmond Hill art community when I first moved here. 44 years ago, which was a very different community. I joined the Burr House Spinners and Weavers Guild after taking a few courses with them. My love of weaving, fiber, fabric has been lifelong. I discovered that um, by joining this guild, I could develop my skills, which at the time were loom floor loom weaving, and then evolved into basketry as my family grew and we were out of the house more and more. I needed something that was portable. I didn't knit or crochet. So I actually started weaving baskets on the soccer field, in the arenas, at the dance studio, during practice time. And it certainly engaged a lot of interesting conversations. Ooh, I like that. We do have the studio art tour now called the Art Walk, uh, happening in Richmond Hill. Um, it's ha been happening for a, a many years. Can you give us a short history of this event? Um, have you been there since the beginning? I actually have been. I was working for the city on a part-time basis, um, teaching art classes, children's programs, and um, this job opportunity came up. I was hired by the city. I believe it was in 2001. And one of the key components was to develop a studio tour and an artist database. Um, at the time, you have to remember 2001, which doesn't seem that long ago, a lot of artists did not even have email. Certainly there was no social media. And it was quite interesting. Everything had to be done through mail. <laughs> and, um, and just so trying to reach out to the artists in the community, finding those artists was a challenge in itself. We had a steering committee um, that we did a call for. And we actually worked with some of the artists that we did know, um, Valerie Kent, Joanna Van Kempen, Sherry Rossi, who is still on the studio tour this year. So we connected with those artists and developed the um, studio tour. Okay, very good. Thank you for that history lesson, the reminder of how things were 
back in 2001. <laughs> it's like, whoa, we didn't have email. But artists are not, that is not their focus. Their focus is to create, not to do the administrative part. <laughs> That's where okay. we came. <laughs> yeah. So please describe this year's art walk. Like it, the studio art tour now studio art walk it has changed can you tell us about the shares it has um so the art walk sort of evolved from the studio tour when the studio tour was shut down i guess in 2018 2019 with covid uh, you know um everything shut down so as things slowly started to open up we recognized that we couldn't still be going into people's homes. We still couldn't be gathering indoors at community spaces. So the Art Walk came about. It was an outdoor event. We could um, have it at three locations. So in 2020, we did that at three locations at the Elgin West Community Center, the Heritage Center, and the Richmond Hill Center for the Performing Arts. Again, we're always working with the artists to get their feedback and from the and the community, how can we make this event better? The recommendation was to move it all to the theaters, which is what we did last year. We had more artists apply um, as we do a call for artists. So we had more artists apply and um, we had, I think, close to 40 artists last year all around the Richmond Hill Center for the Performing Arts. Then this year, we had the requests from a number of artists who love to open up their homes, their studio space, because that's where they can really share what they do. Um, so we have gone back to one component of the original studio tour, which is to artists showcasing their work in their own homes and studios. And so we have nine artists exhibiting at six locations as well throughout Richmond Hill the Saturday, and they will be opening their studios again on the Sunday. Hmm. Okay, very good. Yeah, I enjoyed going into uh, many of the people's homes. That was really quite enjoyable. So yeah, looking forward to that. Okay, how does an artist get to be part of it? Like, do they apply? Um, how is the decision made as to which artists may exhibit? Do you, uh, is your goal to have new artists, the variety? Absolutely. Uh, um, we definitely encourage new artists to apply. Um, as much as we love the existing artists, it, it always it's an ever-evolving, ever-changing. We don't want it to be stagnant. We want it to grow. We want it to be inclusive. We want it to be an opportunity for artists not only to connect with the community, but to also connect with one another. We have so many new residents here in Richmond Hill, and then we have not only are they new to Richmond Hill, they're new to Canada. And the, the artistic level never ceases to amaze me in all the years that I've been doing this job. Yeah, yeah I, I concur with you, but it's nice to hear that an artist feels that way as well. So yeah, that's uh, it, for anyone who has not we, gone, you are going to be impressed with what you see. Uh, no, so do, is there a judging committee uh, for the artist or how does that work? Yes. 
So we do a call for artists. Um, it is not exclusive to Richmond Hill as there are artists that are affiliated with us in different capacities that don't technically live in Richmond Hill. They might teach for us. They might be a member of one of our community groups. So the call for artists um, is across the board. It is for artists and we ask them to share the information. We reach out to various community groups. We share it on different social media platforms. We then have a selection committee that will go through, um, the artists are expected to send us images of their work. Um, and we will go through those images as a, as a committee staff as well as volunteers. And we change that up every year as well. We then sort of look, we weigh the, um, the type of work. We are not looking for um, work that is commercial. So if they're, you know, if it's a third party and they are selling, I will use baskets as an example from South Africa, as much as that can be appreciated, that is not, we're looking for the basket maker themselves. Um, and I, again, I'm using that because it's the easiest way to give an example. Within the visual arts field, which is a very, very competitive, saturated field, the number of visual artists in the community never ceases to amaze me and the talent is phenomenal. So we look for different mediums within that category. So watercolor, oil, pastel, mixed media. We look for fiber artists. We look for potters. Um, we are open to any artist and any caliber of work, but we like it to be a good quality. Okay, so you don't need to be a professional artist. This no, is not no. limited to professional artists. Great. No, no. It's, but I, I am amazed at uh, the art that Sarah is really is a delight to see. Uh, now, what is the real purpose of this event? Like, is it, is there a mission statement? We don't have a mission statement per se. When we started the studio tour, it was a request from some local artists at the time, I guess, going to the city, uh, which was a town at the time, and saying, you know, we would like an opportunity to showcase our work. We are actually one of the only municipalities that runs and coordinates and, and administrates uh, a studio tour. Most studio tours that are operated in York Region are done either through an arts council or done through just a, a, a steering committee group of artists themselves spearheading it. Some places have the support of the their municipality but it's certainly not organized by them so in that way i think we're quite unique and we did do our research to way back when to make sure that we weren't conflicting with local art shows that at the time obviously now there are so many art shows and so many different opportunities but back then 
you know, we were trying to sort of establish the fall date and, and the time. And we used to always have it the weekend after Thanksgiving. That was our standard date. But because we're outdoors, we moved that date up to September. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Um, how is success ma- measured? Uh, do you track things? Um, uh, do people, you know, count how many people come or do you ask for reports from the artists of how much they sold we we all of that okay (laughs) good questions so after every event from the very first year we actually would do a wrap-up meeting with the artists we would um we have a survey monkey a questionnaire that we ask the artists to complete and that compiles a lot of the data that we use moving forward. We always ask for feedback. We um, metrics such as sales really depend on so many different variables. It's not just the number of attendees, it's the economy, it's the, um, it's the price points. Um, So we ask all of those questions uh, you can sometimes even gauge from other shows and that the trends in the market right now. I mean, la- the first year we opened up after studio, um, after COVID rather, we found people just were dying to support local. <laughs> the whole focus was on support local, buy local, and people were looking for opportunities to spend money. Um that has changed. Certainly this year's economy um, has dictated very much, you know, people spending habits and that. So again, we we take into account all of that. We have the Survey Monkey, a wrap-up committee. We have a database that we collect information from by doing a ballot. So we have three draws for $100 that can be put towards the artists of their choice. It has no cash value. And that also creates our database of um, past attendees that we reach out to through email just to remind them the art walk is coming up. As a past supporter, here's the information. You know, that's that's how we try to get um, the information out there and track and build. Okay. okay. Yeah, I think the idea of um, uh, buying local, I hope that is still there, that uh, you think of a gift to give someone else, treat yourself to have something local versus you buying something from overseas, from China, India, wherever, that it really is important. <laughs> Yeah, that we need to uh, we need to do that. We need to support. We need to support each other is really um, how we need to see it. But the other idea of retracting, not spending as much money, uh, accumulating things, that is a very strong uh, attitude that is here now. So I do hope people, you know, those who certainly have not uh, compromised financially, treat yourself, buy something else uh, for the good of the the whole community. Michelle, is there anything else that you'd like to add? I guess the only thing that I would like to sort of expand on is that in the course of this 20 some odd years that I have been doing this job, which I've been so fortunate, I mean, people say, oh, what do you do? 
I, I love this job. It has it's a wonderful opportunity. It's given me a lot of connections within the community. And whether it be with the local community groups, such as the Richmond Hill Group of Artists, the Burr House Spinners and Weavers Guild, the Hill Potters, the Curtain Club, the libraries, the Arts Council, I feel that we've been able to connect more and more um, these groups. And that is an accomplishment in itself. We have the Boynton House now, which is an art exhibition space that is completely booked up for the remainder of this year, already booking into January and February of next year. Our art programming is, is has developed so much and there's such a demand um, from the artists who want to teach as well as people who want to create and learn new new things. Another outcome of COVID. And I think lastly, I, I think the community as a whole has started to recognize the importance of arts, culture, heritage. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. So that well said. Uh, thank you for again those reminders of the importance of connecting and uh, how how vibrant actually our community has become. It really is uh, amazing. So again, encourage people to uh, mark September twenty third on your calendar and go and explore and I think be amazed. Okay, I do like to end this podcast asking the same question of all my podcast guests. Name one thing that you really like about this community. Oh, just one? (laughs) That's kind of hard. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that strikes me the most about this community is our cultural diversity. Mm -hmm. I remember many years ago learning that whatever our um, population was at the time, but that we were the third most diverse community having over, I believe it was 150 different ethnicities um, within our own community. And at that time, I don't believe our population was maybe around 100,000 and we've more than doubled that. And it never ceases to amaze me, the stories and, and the the community itself. So in that sense, I feel very fortunate to live in this community, work in this community, have raised my family in this community. And this is much more than just suburbia. Thank you for saying that. Uh, I will echo, I echo your thoughts. So uh, again, Michelle, uh, I wish you well in the studio art tour. And uh, I hope we see you around town soon. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Thank you for listening. I would very much appreciate you sharing this podcast. Please tune in next week as we continue to explore the community. Consider emailing me at marj, M-A-R-J, at marjandre.com. I welcome suggestions for podcast guests. Stay well, stay connected.